0: 12 to 1 on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. And we've covered so many bars on the show. We've covered multiple bartenders, brand ambassadors, bar managers. And joining me on the show, one of my favorite bars in Singapore, Sago House, Nazri Zerumi, who's head bartender at the establishment. Now, Sago House, of course, a very famous bar because they do a very unique concept six new drinks every week, and he'll tell us everything about it. Nazri Zerumi, aka Lil Naz, welcome to 12 to 1. How are you?
1: What's up, my dude? Thanks for having me, man. Like, I mean, we've talked about this for like, I think months, man. Like, uh, about time, right? Exactly. I think all good things take
0: time, Naz, and you're. You know, you finally made it onto the show And I'm so excited to get started We have to take things back a little bit You know, your journey into bartending mm-hmm. What was that initial moment That inspiration that got you into the industry?
1: If you're generally talking about industry I mean, I did spend a lot of years in the FNBC 10 years ago, I started part-timing here and there Just to get extra cash for school and stuff like that I think that was the foundation of like uh, Somewhat, like understanding what hospitality is all about And you know, like what customer service is all about And then bartending is an extremely social profession I mean I'd like to think of myself As an ambivert I mean I have days Where I just don't want To talk to people So being where I am And uh, what I am I have put myself In situations where I have to constantly Have to be highly social While like maintaining That level of service So yeah I mean like A uh... You know, they say then are like the ultimate multitaskers, right? I mean, we have all the five senses, smell, taste, sight, touch, and hearing. Yeah, So I guess it was basically the hospitality and, you know, customer service that got me started. And then, yeah, just challenging myself to upgrade myself, being in the bar, you know, not just making drinks. I mean, you, skills can actually be taught. To anyone, you know, hospitality and 10 minutes, it's kind of like self-taught. It has, you have to have it or not, yeah.
0: Bartending is a lot harder than it looks because it's not just getting a couple spirits, putting it into the yeah. shaker, shake, shake, shake. No, there's a <laughs> lot more that goes into it. And, and of course, uh, your menu changes every week. We'll get into that. Your journey with Sago mm-hmm. House, it's been two years now. The establishment has been around for around two and a half years. And every time I talk to uh, your boss, Jay Gray mm-hmm. and Desiree as well, you know, we're yeah. always in awe how this establishment started with no investors, the menu they do, the sort of reception they've got, not only from the community in Singapore, but Asia's 50 best, World 50 best bars as well. How have you honed your skills at the bar? How has it made you a better bartender?
1: we talked about this so many times right i mean not just to you but like to every customer as well like it's been amazing man i've had like the ultimate privilege to work for a bar. it comes with a great backstory and everything like you mentioned i mean the process of how it came to be especially the genius minds behind it i think like every bar has its own vibes and culture and, and, and like i think us is like the perfect way it is i mean with that level of credibility i mean when you see individuals like jay gray like Desiree jane and even george skills come naturally and i'm proud to say that you know like since day one like you know i came in and i was like i'm working if like one of kind of like the big names in the industry and I was like okay you know I really have to be on top of my game all the time and like it's not ultimately about learning skills all the time but it's about being confident in what you do the training program and kind of the bar setting that Jay has actually kind of like designed for us to live and also kind of to adapt as well it's it helped us kind of be more confident in what we do especially in drink making especially in kind of like service and like trying to talk to people and stuff like that like I mentioned like all these skills come naturally like I mean if you want to talk about certain experimentation skills or kind of like uh, all this like drinks making and stuff like that.
0: You know, we talked about the menu at Sago House. It is unique. There's a lot of planning, That goes into it. Six new drinks every week, Naz. That is, um, and for a bar that's been around for just over two and a half years now, right? How do you guys come up with six new drinks every week? Of course, naming convention, ingredients, you don't reuse (laughs) any of it. It's brand new drinks, right? Talk me Mm. through it.
1: It all starts from the basics, right? So uh, we do $6 of drinks. This is for the benefit of those who haven't been here yet. So we do $6 of drinks. Uh, essentially, it's highball, Daisy is sour. We do a stood up stir down and a cheeky or tropical style. We have templates for every drink that we have. It's like going out for a dinner party, right? Okay, so you have a template of what you're going to wear. Okay, You got to be casual or smart casual and then you have certain things that you wear and you don't wear. So it's the same for our drinks. Like for example, like uh, I'll give you a sour style. Okay, it's for example a sour style. So how we divide that sour style is basically in three portions. There's a three ratio so it's four to one. So it's kind of like four spirits and uh, two citrus and one sweetener. So with that, we can switch anything that we want as long as it makes sense, as long as it's not over the top. You know, we, do, we try not to overcomplicate our menu making because at the end of the day it's still a weekly menu if you end up doing like a 12-hour prep for like 60 portions of drinks it's going to cost you a lot of time so like we try not to overcomplicate it but we also we keep it simple but we not too standard in a way where you can actually just make it at home so anyways, i mean like people do still want to you know, people don't way people People do still want to, you know, be impressed and like have amazing drinks. So like, for example, four two one. So we do like four spirits, two citrus and one sweetener, so you can do anything. For example, I can think of like thousand different combinations, man. Like you give me gin and I'm gonna do something floral or maybe something savory or maybe, and then for the sweetener, I can just different kinds of syrup. I mean, we, we do make our homemade syrup. So like I could make a cordial. I could blend it with anything. I could make a shrub, like with vinegar. I could blend it with something savory, like maybe chicken stock or whatever. And citrus wise, I mean, we, we can do anything. Going to i can even acid adjust like uh, regular stuffs like pineapple to make it seem like it's citrus but it's not but all this flavors combination it kind of like uh, introduces us to like more and different drinks like I said you can have a thousand different combinations of an outfit of like you know going to different places or whatnot so it's the same for drinks for us and the fact that me, Jojo, Sam, Celeste, Jay you know like and Ash as well like all of us like we have like different kind of uh, approach and perspective also experience plays a big part as well for example like uh, Jojo he comes from South Korea like when he came he he had so many ideas. I was like blown away. I was like, dude, okay, you know what? Take it slow. As in, I know you have a lot of ideas, but this is going to be amazing. And he's, he's been doing great as well. And it helps me to understand certain certain things about other cultures as well. And, you know, I, yeah.
0: It's a wealth of experience that you all bring to the table. That's why mm. this venue has been so successful. The program. What about the names, Naz?
1: We try to keep it fun. We try to keep it like uh, spunky and we try to keep it funny at the same time as well. Some weeks we really have bad times. Some weeks we really have good ones. But uh, often we try not to be too nonsensical if that makes sense because uh i mean like we try to be funny most of the time so there was a time where I actually did like a matcha drink. It was Fix's drink. She did like a matcha drink. So I was just like, you know, I kept thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? This sounds like matcha blight. So I was like, oh, okay. Matcha blight. It was like matcha blight. We did like a few like pun names after certain artists. Like we did like a yuzu drink. So we call it Lil Yuzu Ver. So that's cool. One of my favorite ones, which is actually one of my favorite drinks that I've ever done in my whole career because of how much I hate onions. Uh, it's called Onion Haseo. Yeah, that was the soju highball that I actually did with pickled onions and elderflower. That I actually brought to, over to the cashier and all, because it was—it was just life-changing for me. The whole idea behind it was, uh, when actually the onion has sale, it wasn't mostly of the style, but it was because of the flavor combinations, right? Like how much of pickled onion can you actually use in a drink, for you not to overpower and not to be like. I mean, because onion is a pretty subjective ingredient, but also very flexible as well. You can you can actually use it in a lot of things. But in the drinking culture, how often do you want to have an onion drink while enjoying your time or having a date night? I had to think about all of that, like you know, like uh, like what customers would think and all. So to find that balance was was really hard, considering how much i actually hate onions every one of my friends know that my partner knows that i just hate it so it was kind of a hit and miss but i'm so glad that it was a hit and i'm so glad that uh, because of that drink i actually get to use that same combination and actually make it into a different style like the one that you had was actually the white negroni style but i actually did a gibson style as well when i went to india and like it was selling like hot cakes man people were actually loving the flavors of onions and elderflower and yeah so
0: that's the best part right every week you go you can get a different drink if you really like one from the week before too bad never get Getting it again, unless you buy the <laughs> NFTs, of course. Which are just a little quick sell there. Now, as you've been ah, part of the Sego family for quite a few years now, what does it mean yeah. to you personally to be part of the group? How do you feel?
1: It means everything to me, man. Like uh, we build a culture around one word, and it's called family. This our us through the good and bad. I mean, you've been around a lot. I mean, no matter where you go, you go to Low Tide, you go to you know the new establishment, Underdog, and Sega House, and you do realize every time you come, no matter what setting it is, no matter what kind of bar program we have, It feels like you're hanging out with us instead of dining in or getting a nightcap. You know, ultimately we are a people business and I think that's the most important part in any business as far as how revenues means or anything else, but like without people, you can't actually have something that could function as well. And without culture, it's it's hard to actually get like 10 people to work together, you know? But if you have a certain culture that we stick to and we kind of like upsell it and kind of like live with it, it's amazing what culture and family can actually do and go hand in hand. This is very true. That's why the bar is
0: so successful. it's, uh, the drinks are great, but at the end of the day, it's the people behind the bar and the ones who are actually running it that actually make the difference, isn't it, Naz?
1: Yeah, like for example, I mean, you've, you've met Cecilia, right? Like she's now in Underdog and before this, she was at Sega House and I had a customer that was was kind of worried uh, that she was like, oh no, but uh, Cecilia looks so comfortable in Sega House, you know, like how would she do in Underdog? And I was like, she's going to do better. She's going to do as amazing or if not, even better. I mean, like, doesn't mean that, that you know, she's in a different branch or what, like the culture is different. It's the same. It's just, you know, just dynamics are different, you know, the ways of work is different, but the culture and how we kind of like portray ourselves as, you know, as part of the Sego group it stays there all the time
0: and as before we wrap this up we got two uh, very important questions for you first up what is your favourite drink to make?
1: it's a very good question I mean I love bending the rules of drink making there's always a saying that you know rules are not meant to be broken but to me when it comes to drink if you understand it well you have the right to break the rules you know as of recent I've, I've actually been doing a lot of experimentation on mixing food and drinks at the same time kind of like notes and all so three of my favorite ones are the one that I mentioned before so it's called pickled anise and elderflower and then another one I actually did some a highball variation of a gin Fizz with Japanese mayonnaise and watermelon and last but not least I did like a like a down version of green apple and chicken stock. So that was my three favorite drinks to make. And like, so in all in all, it's just mixing. It's all mixing and combining like essence and like flavors of food. And then as well, that's like fruits or like any alcohol.
0: Yeah, you just like to experiment, right? That's the whole concept <laughs> of the bar. And uh, yep. last one, what is your favorite drink to order at the bar?
1: Always. Highball. No matter where I go, highball. You could do so many things with it. If I want something high ABV, let's do maybe like a like high ABV whiskey highball. Or, you know, if I'm feeling a bit too drunk, okay, a highball. I'll do something low ABV and I can never go wrong with that.
0: Yeah, I can never go wrong. Highballs are always the answer. Rain or shine, highballs are here <laughs> to stay. We've been speaking with Nazri Izrumi, aka Lil Naz, head bartender at Sego House, finding out all about his life with the company, but also how he got started. In to bartending some of his favorite drinks and how they do this menu the thought process that goes behind this incredible weekly six new drinks um, at Sega house Nas, thank you so much for your time and i look forward to seeing you soon
1: thanks my dude looking forward to your next nft drink to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app that's a w e d i o available on
0: google play or the app store